in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I'm John Roca. And I am Matt Nose. This is a show that we do each and every week for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. So head over there at $5 and above. You can participate in this show. And uh, how's it work, John? <laughs> well, the way it works is uh, you, uh, you you are our patrons at five, the $5 and above level. You get to send in questions, thoughts, and comments that you want us to respond to, us to answer, us to ruminate on, us to pontificate on, us to go into uh, wild tangents on. You send them all in. If you go to patreon.com slash the top 10, you can sign up there at the $5 and above level. You get to send in stuff. Everybody gets to watch the show, but you get to be interactive with the show if you sign up at the $5 and above level. Uh, and so uh, we're going to read as many of these within about a half an hour block uh, that we can and get to. And sometimes it's one or two questions. Sometimes it's four or five. You just never know. So, yep. Matt, let's do it. All right. Starting us off this week is Nicholas Baldwin. Hey. It says, hey, guys, wanted to help out as much as, quote, unquote, machine gun Lemke. Uh but I am not nearly as creative. So with the help of Aaron, parenthetically, 1997, I want <laughs> us all to get closer through science to you both. To that end, the first of many questions to come. Uh, first one, when did you last sing to yourself? When did you last sing to someone else? <laughs> Love what y'all do. You inspire and entertain me on a regular basis. Thanks and keep it up. Sent from his iPhone, Nicholas Baldwin. Okay. What when was is, the last time you sang to yourself? What is Aaron 1997? No I fucking idea. Is that a movie? I I don't. But then is it an album since he goes to a oh, song? Oh, maybe it's an album. Right. I am Aaron looking it up. I don't see anything of nope. note. I see sensory movie. processing sensitivity, the experimental generation of interpersonal closeness. Hello. Ex- I mean, just by searching Aaron 1997. Let me see. Aaron. Yes. Censoring processing sensitivity. What is it? Okay. It is a genetically determined temperamental or personality trait, which is present in some individuals and reflects an increased sensitivity of the central nervous system and a deeper cognitive processing of physical, social, and emotional stimuli. Nicholas, are you trying to? Is he trying to fucking dissect us? Is he trying oh, to analyze know. us? Um, this very well could be his profession, and he sees this in either both of us or one of us. Who knows? Who knows? But why don't we go to the actual question, which okay. was, <laughs> when um, was the last time you sang yourself? Probably last night, uh, knowing yeah. myself. Uh, usually, and this morning, I like to mess with my uh, my girlfriend now that we kind of you know work from home. And every once in a while, I'll wake up with an earworm song, and then I'll sing okay. it just casually in the kitchen to her. 
when we're making breakfast or whatever. And uh, it irritates her to no end because then it stays in her head until like seven or eight o'clock at night. So it's not all the time, but every once in a while. So this morning it was Britney Spears. Uh, I did it again. So I just calmly kind of sang it as I was mixing my eggs this morning right next to her. And she was like, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah. So those, there it is. there's so many of those songs that just get stuck. And you're like, there it is. There it is. It's there for a while. Um. I know after we watched Hamilton, I was oh. singing, and you say the price of my love isn't price you're willing to pay. And I would sing it to myself around the house, and every time she'd be like, fuck. Because then now it's in her head, and it's a good song. It's a great song. It's, it's my favorite song, song of, of the entire piece. I yeah. think it's just because it's so anomalous given the rest of it. It yeah. sticks out. Yeah. Um. But... uh. Yeah, I make up songs. That's how I sing to myself. Sometimes I sing like actual songs, but I make up songs to whatever I'm doing. Oh wow! Do you have an um, example? I whatever. Do you have clutter over there? Well, then if the dog is in the room and I'm picking up clutter and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna go over here and pick <laughs> up some clutter," and I just like do something. I don't know. I got to do songs like for all it. kinds. Of, it's entertaining. Why not? <laughs> you gotta do something. Gotta, gotta do, do something. something. I used yeah. to. Um, when I took Spanish, I used to narrate whatever I was doing around the house in Spanish. <laughs> well, to teach myself so that I'm constantly right. using and thinking about, oh, yeah, this is the word for this and that and the other. Were you uh, Matthew or were you Mateo when you were I saying? was Matthew. Okay. I'm not some pretentious asshole. Excuse me. Please call me Mateo. <laughs> I'll call you prick is what I'll call you. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, I remember when I was a kid. My sister took French for like two years. Oh, yeah. Outside of school, she just wanted to take French lessons. And in in French, it's Machu. Right. So she oh. would, it okay. would drive me nuts because we were, she was like eight and I was nine, you know? And she's like, it's not Machu. Shut up. <laughs> just the stupid. Uh, I'm an American. You say it in English. Well, it's just, I hate it because then she would do. <laughs> The stupid kid taunts, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She'd act like she was sneezing and then say, Matthew, and then just like <laughs> stare at me. <laughs> uh huh? I, I got you. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my brother used to, in front of my friends, he would call me sweeties and then oh. try and give me a kiss on the cheek. As an adult, that's hilarious. But when I was a kid, I fucking hated it. Of course, of course. Of course. All right. Oh. Bye, sweeties. Oh. In front of my friends. Why does he call you sweeties? I don't know. But I still remember once he came in for a soft kiss. Oh, I was like, Oh, I'll be damned if that doesn't make me know. laugh now. <laughs> I don't know why. Let's go rob a liquor store. Ah! Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> the, the, the 10, whatever, 11 years old. Why did he call you sweet? I don't know. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Uh, I hate it. <laughs> you just beat up the kid near you. <laughs> ah! Yeah, exactly. Take out my aggression on somebody my own size. <laughs> I just can't do anything about it. I just push down my friend. Ah! Uh, <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh man my brother and my sister used to have a nickname for me it drove me nuts they used to say it all the way until i was like fucking in high school which uh, was tatita is what it was tatita well it means little something what 
Yeah, I don't know what it means. I've never known what it means, nor have I bothered to even fucking find out. Pachita, you don't know? No, no idea what that means. But it was just like something that drove me insane. And I, they would do it as I was trying to establish myself, you know, in those middle school, oh, sorry, in those middle high school years where you're trying to establish yourself as like, you know, a guy who could, uh, you know, be somewhat attractive to somebody. Having your brother come up and go, hey, Tatita, really loud in the fucking halls is not a positive uh, uh, situation for sure, especially when there's not a lot of Latino kids in the school, you know? But it's not. Is that based on like a slang of tat, something Tati? I'm telling you right you... now, I have no idea. I have no wow. idea. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I've never bothered to find out. Okay. I just hated it. <laughs> That's all I remember. And in fact, understandable. When, we were, when we were at the Padres game the other night uh, and Fernando Tatis came up, I was just like, oh, just hearing them little? say Tatis, I was like, I had the, I had the <clears> facial <throat> tics or whatever, <laughs> just a little bit, man. So, yeah, not a big fan of it for sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, all right. Uh, anything else on this one? Uh, no. Okay. Um, if that is, Nicholas, if that's what Aaron 1997 hmm. uh, actually is, which we found, let us know. Yeah. And, and also, if you think we have that, because <laughs> we're being psychologically analyzed from afar, I guess it's not surprising. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it took six years, five years for them to finally do it. So, well, for someone respect. to clinically do it, I'm sure right. others have done it in other regards. But oh, sure, I'm sure they've had conversations about our mental <laughs> mental balance, potentially well being. Uh, yeah, well being. Um, all right, we got one from. Do you want to? Lemke has got one, but Lawrence Witt's right above him. Should we jump Lemke, or do you want to do the? the do you want to do Lemke's? Um. No, let's go ahead and, and do it. Okay. All right. This is from Chris Lemke again. This is John Matt. Hello. So I wanted to get your opinion on something that kind of falls through the cracks when talking uh, what comes out year over year, about what comes out year over year. Special programming like stand-up, performance art, magic shows, anything like that. This year we've already had Derek uh, Del Gaudio's In and of Itself, Bo Burnham's Inside, but recently we've seen Darren Brown, Middle Ditch, and Schwartz. John Mullaney and Chappelle has often done these with his block party and 846. Have there ever been any has there been anything that's really stood out to you either historically or more recently as these things you seek out? Or am I just uh, still the sad theater kid looking for acceptance? I'll hang up and listen off air. Hey Lemke, you gotta do a better job on these, my man. Uh, there's some words missing from some of these sentences, so I hope I got your meaning of what you were trying to say, try not to talk an email at the same time. I'm just letting you know right now, but I, but I, I love you, man. Just, uh, you know, do a little better job here, Matt. Um, has there been anything that's really stood out to you either historically or more recently? And are these things you seek or am I just still the sad theater kid looking for acceptance? Um, Is he trying to say like, are these things you like maybe? Like to seek out to go see. So the special programming, stand-up, performance art, magic shows, anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you miss – I'm assuming this is all. Do you miss ba- being able to go see stuff live? Oh, maybe that's uh, what it is. I think that's the overall gist of it. And uh, hell okay. yeah. Don't you? Uh, Well, sure. I mean, but I, I, I didn't really go see comedy concerts live, right? That's never been something that I necessarily – felt an inclination to do i've been in obviously I've been sure. in some comedy clubs and listened to people and it's been fun but i've never necessarily had but watching them on netflix or amazon or whatever certainly 
And I do appreciate the ones that go that extra mile. And I would mm-hmm. even argue it's it was even better before you could do it on television. Like to try to do performance piece on cassette that is like recorded audio from sure. something you did, I think is actually pretty incredible because then you as the viewer are listening to um, the scenarios that are being played out uh, sure. as they're being performed. Yeah. You're making a case for the jerky boys then is what you're saying. You got that <laughs> no. that tape and you conjured Saul in your head. So I should break all my shoes and glasses. <laughs> Uh, pounds, baby. Talking about pounds. <laughs> I listened to those. I thought oh, that yeah. first one was genius, and then I got burnt out. I couldn't. The yeah. people that still listen to it after that, I was like, I don't get it anymore. But yeah, come on, sizzle chest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember that one. Sweet eye. Uh, I love that. Um. And the snake <laughs> bit me in my eye. And uh, <laughs> that guy, the snake charmer. Uh, there's no way that gets made today, but. Oh well, my god! Of those no, there's no way. <laughs> well, it was an underground thing, so it totally could. <laughs> um. Oh my god, that's hilarious. But yeah, any of that, like Magic Castle, I am mm. jazzed to go back to the Magic Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think that's definitely one that's uh, you need to only go every couple of years. Personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it just um, so one night, a friend of mine is. I know actually a couple comics that are also magicians. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I went one night when he was like, Hey, I got a night out if you want to come hang out and I can basically sneak us into all the rooms and you can see as many shows as you want to. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was me and Catherine. And we were like, sure, let's do it. And we went. And the thing is by being able to bounce around, which normally like that, you know, you have to get in at a specific time and yeah, waiting yeah. in line and all that stuff. So you only see like a couple, uh, quite a few of the same tricks get used over and over. So then you can start comparing techniques between guys. Right. Uh, but it's just like a, you start to see behind the, you know, it's a fucking magic trick, but if mm-hmm. you see three dudes in one night, do the same magic trick, it kind of, it's still cool, but it's like, ah, there is, it, this is just a practice learned skill. Right. 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 Um, which of course it is. Right. But I haven't put in the hours. So I don't know how it works exactly. So I still like the artistry of it. Right. But yeah, do that all kinds of different live stuff who isn't sick of sitting at home not being able to do diddly yeah, shit true <laughs> i mean uh i haven't watched paul burnham's inside yet everyone tells me how great it is um i'm hey. not a middle i'm not a middle ditch guy so i'm not but i like ben schwartz so it's a weird sure. i don't know if i'll watch that necessarily but uh i don't know Melanie's stuff's always been good Chappelle's 846 was excellent that's for sure uh, and I was I was wondering if he was going to do an addendum to that now that they adjusted the mm-hmm. actual time to be in nine minutes and something else, if he was going to do something like that. Um, but did you like you? I just saw you. Rea- I heard you react to the Bill Burnham's thing. So you didn't like it that much. Um, it's an art piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you view it as an art piece, it's interesting. OK, but it doesn't elevate above. Oh, that's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Right. Well executed. Like I, I, it just didn't resonate with me. But yeah, it clearly did with the vast majority of everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people talked about it constantly. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Gotcha. Okay. I, I remember when I was growing up listening to stand-up comedy on cassettes. Right, like um, David mm-hmm. Brenner had an album in the eighties, mid eighties. And it was sketches 
combined with stand-up, right? Sure. So he, he'd do stand-up set. And this was like, I think a number of people did this. He'd do a stand-up set, then it would kind of fade. You'd hear the laughter kind of fade. And then you'd hear David Brenner, when I was uh, 16 years old, living in Philadelphia. And then you'd hear somebody walking down the street and he'd be having these conversations and you hear somebody doing his dad's voice. or So, so it was a nice, it's an interesting mix of sketch with um, uh, okay. stand-up. Stand-up. Yeah, and I know that, uh, and Billy Crystal kind of did the same thing on his first album as well. And then did that whole thing where he went to Russia to explore his like roots and whatever, and also was doing stand-up in Russia. So to me, those things kind of stood out as uh, interesting ways to kind of push the art form of a stand-up set or a recorded stand-up set. Because obviously I'd, uh, you know, I'd watched Richard Pryor and Eddie and Carlin and they didn't necessarily do those kinds of things. So this was a new way to kind of open the door to an interesting approach. So um, the legacy is certainly there in comedy to do it that way for sure. (laughs) And I think Dice did that with the day the laughter died. Like that was a, I know people hate him and I totally understand why people hate him, but the day the laughter died is like one of the most, divisive stand-up sets you're ever going to listen to and it is just him just fucking trying to destroy everything he built uh and it's a fascinating listen you know it is and yeah. it's it's like a feather in dice's cap that he mm. actually decided to put that out yeah right it not is. many comics would do that man fuck no <laughs> of me losing the audience and trying to win them back but intentionally so yeah yeah. Uh yeah, it's an interesting that's an art piece that I can respect. You mm-hmm. made a choice and fuck if he's not gonna try. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I, I like that one. I've never heard the Crystal or Brenner. I don't uh much care for either of their stand up. <laughs> that's fair, dude. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's it's so many different flavors. Time. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just right, saying right, right. I've never really like, laughed. Yeah. But mine is all over you know, the, the spectrum of who doesn't love Chappelle, but like listening to the album I've listened to the most is Regan's first one, Brian Regan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things like I bonded with comics and mm-hmm. other people just saying like random things like bag of dirt or the big yellow one. It's his son. <laughs> uh, yeah. I made a lifelong friend by offhand quoting, something of his and he looked it over and he was like hey i know that uh <laughs> but we've been friends ever since his dumb uh, face but they, is yeah. the best his dumb oh, face is the fucking best only he can pull off the bits he does it's really impressive yeah. at least to me it's, it's the only one that allow, i allow this really over the top stupid character yeah um because <laughs> there's no way he's that befuddled but i'll be damned yeah it, He's always stuck with me. Gaffigan um, is one that I can't like. I, I think I, I think objectively, I can look at Gaffigan and go, "This is a funny guy. This is a smart stand-up comic. He understands his audience. He tailors his humor mm-hmm. to his audience, and he's certainly a great observational comic." But I would watch Brian Regan over Gaffigan any day of the week, and I don't know why I don't feel more of a connection to him because I think he's also a damn good actor. <laughs> It's just I'm not running to watch or listen to any of Gaffigan's stuff, but I respect it, you know? Sure. Once again, it's, you know, 31 yeah. flavors. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. I'm a big Gaffigan fan, but um, yeah. I understand the people that make the comparison between the two. Yeah, yeah. 
I've been, I've been getting into some Australian stand-up that's on Amazon Prime. There's a mm-hmm. couple of women who are Anne Edmonds and I think Celia Pakula, I think is how you say it. Those women are fucking hilarious. And their stand-ups on Amazon Prime is like an hour each. And they are hilarious. And I never even would have even considered it. But we were just like flipping channels and stumbled upon that. And both of those uh, stand-up uh, sets are great. So, I mean, if you guys are looking mm-hmm. for Maybe I'll check them out. Yeah, can't maybe. say that I've uh, yeah. uh, seen them. I tried the Jimmy Yang one. I just uh, I was done after twenty minutes. I didn't think it was that, so I tried. Uh, oh Yang, yeah, Oh Yang, that's it. Yeah, Oh Yang. Okay, yeah. um, just didn't work for me. Well, so you know we're friends, so I'm gonna oh, let him know. Well, I apologize, please. You uh-huh. let him know. I I'm will sure let him know. I'm sure he's gonna give a shit. Yeah, but please let him know. <laughs> I haven't talked to him. It's been probably like a year since I talked to him. So oh, it'd really? be good. Check in with him and tell him, <laughs> hey, a buddy of mine didn't care for your uh, stand-up. How you been? How was your COVID? Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. Oh, uh, well, Donald Glover is good with his stand-up. That's the stuff that's – he's kind okay. of – all his stand-up, I think, is kind of performance piece stand-up. So um, combo. I like his stuff a lot. Uh, yeah, I can't say that I've seen a full – Oh, really? Okay. Special. I watched uh, like 15 minutes. I've seen a lot of comedy. So there's a lot of specials where I've seen 15 minutes of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's dude, there is so much. Yeah. There's so much. Hmm. And if you don't grab me, like at that point, I'm just holding on to see, to, to do one of 10 different things as I'm watching. Right. I'm not saying I'm not tuned in. I'm either trying to guess the punchline or whatever he's going to there. That individual is going to try and segue into or whatever. I'm yeah. dissecting at that point. I'm not right. invested. Right. So it turns into a job. Uh, so yeah, Glovers, I've watched about 15. It was all right, mm. but yeah, it's the difference Not. between me and, and you and just damn near anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I've, really? I've seen, you know, tens of thousands of sets. Yeah. Uh, if you just sit around, but after doing it for so long, it's like, I've seen a lot of jokes, I've seen okay. a lot of jokes. I've seen the okay. same joke numerous different ways. So sometimes you're like, yeah, yeah, that's good. But I can also reference three other people that do something similar and his is, or hers is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Thanks, Lemke, uh, for that one. Uh, what's our next one, brother? Um, next one is from Lawrence Witt Hey-o. and says, hi, guys. Hope you are both well and thanks for the ongoing content. Always great and still a great distraction to what's going on in the world. All right. Thank you. Okay. Serious question time. Oh, that beginning wasn't serious. Okay. <laughs> what What is your game plan if and when a zombie Ooh. apocalypse breaks out? Are you a fighter? Do you hide away uh, still with the military, etc.? Mm. Or I guess maybe join the military. I believe Lawrence is English. Yes, that's what ah. is the suffix on uh, okay. his email address is. So maybe still with the military means join or be with the military. Right, right. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, what are you doing? You fighting, you hiding, you running. Fight or flight, buddy. Fight or it's flight. It's a, a good question. I guess I'd have to – obviously, you fight um, initially. Um, you hope you find people that you can create a crew with and, uh, you know, somehow just figure out how to survive. Um, but I think eventually, I mean, I don't want to get eaten by zombies. So I think I'd fight until I couldn't fight anymore. That's for sure. But yeah, that would be my approach, you know, get with a crew, 
figure out tactics, figure out how we get through this, blueprints, all that jazz. Who's in charge of what? Who's supposed to do what? I think that would be my approach to everything for sure overall for me personally. So, um, And no, I would not rejoin the military because I was in the military and there's a lot of conflicting um, directions you can go in when you're in the military. So I would rather just stick with some of the people that I know that I trust to be able to fight through this thing. So, yeah, that would be my, what about you? What? I mean, I assume you're going to have to fight anyway, but at some point run, run until you figure out what this is run, Mm. because otherwise you're, you're going to more than likely lose the odds are against you. So you need to find a rally point, regroup and figure out what the fuck just happened. (laughs) <laughs> like seriously, if a zombie outbreak started, I am trying to figure out like where what the threat is, where it yeah. emanates from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, maybe right. I should find a bunker somewhere and figure this out. Right. But you're gonna have Point. to fight your way to get to wherever you're going anyway. So it's gotta be a combo to me of the two. But yeah, primary directive is let's get to somewhere safe first and figure this out. Oh, it's just the end of the world. Great. <laughs> okay so i have no answer okay um that's where do you go though for a zombie apocalypse it's a good question yeah one of those island prisons would be good like the one that are off coast as opposed to alcatraz yeah because you can't imagine they're gonna you know figure out how to get to on a boat or swim right swim yeah they could probably walk though. Would they die? Would they drown? See, so the thing is, I don't know. Does it turn into like a pirate the of the movies. Caribbean? Right. Yeah. All we know is from the movies, right? So, do are they? Well, what's the truth? Would they still have the human limits of a human body, or would they be able to do the things that um, uh, we've seen in the movies, where they can, you know, walk underwater for extended periods of time until they get to that? Body? Do they have hyper? Yeah. Do they need oxygen? Right. Do they need oxygen? Exactly. That's my first question. This is what I'm doing in my bunker. Right. It does taking away oxygen kill them. Okay. Let's find out. Let's run some experiments. I think that's always been a couple of zombies. That's always been my. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's what I would do. Hey, look. I realize this is cruel and torturous, but I don't. They're not human anymore. They're already dead. So yeah. Yeah, well, at this point, it's like I, I don't think the ethical standard by which we would normally judge this applies in this scenario. So mm. I'm just going to go ahead and go, we're going to drown this one and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's light this one on fire. What does fire do to it? <laughs> Got to find out. Just writing down your findings. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, now, does I've... it have a nut allergy? Let's throw some <laughs> cashews at it. <laughs> Already got an allergy. Just, do yeah. whatever you can, man. I'll try it all. Process of elimination. Uh, for a, exactly. Crosses. Uh, Crosses? What works. <laughs> I don't know what works. You're fine with me throwing cashews at it, but somehow bringing a religious element doesn't uh, doesn't can, jive well with you? Well, I can understand. Nobody, gets, nobody starts burning from a cross except vampires. So it would be weird. I don't know. Do you know what this thing is? We I don't, don't know I, what You're this right. Thing I have is. no idea. You're right. Maybe a cross would work. Yep. Silver bullets, fucking <laughs> cyanide, elderberries, like just grabbing random shit. What works? I've always, this is what I've always had the issue with with zombies because it's like the brain is still the brain. So the brain still needs what it needs. So in essence, you are still alive. They call them the undead. 
So they are still alive in essence. They're just because they're not fully dead, but they're so what's the level of responsibility you have to a zombie? And if a zombie doesn't eat after a certain while, does the zombie die? Because it, you know, it, after it, it has you can't, to, right? If you can't nourish the brain, eventually it will die, you know? Well, just from a physics has to take over at some point. They need to be burning energy of some kind. Yes. If they are going to subsist, you've got to have a transfer of energy somewhere. Otherwise right. they're just going to wither away. And yes, yeah, so if they don't eat, they have to die. There's no way unless right. somehow oxygen is actually their lifeblood. That's all they need to subsist. And then the rest is just fun. Yeah. But that doesn't seem right. So do they poop? Yeah. There's zombies. They don't eat. They're dead. That's definite. Yeah. Do they poop? Is there zombie poop? Is there pee? Zombie pee? <laughs> it's gotta These be. Are questions I have. There's gotta be. Someone pointed out that vampires must shit blood. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I never even thought about that. And just this black, gooey mess everywhere. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Does that mean that the vampires that are uh, like a thousand years old, they have to sleep me. with the pens on? <laughs> <laughs> you broke me, man. I had never, the- I never thought about it. Somebody said it in passing to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, the implications of that!" Yeah, it's taking in a bunch of blood. It can't piss. That's too thick. It would have to shit it out <laughs> on the oh next my season. God. On the next season of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Where's the outhouse, guys? Wow, wow. So, it's a great point. It's a great point. Maybe so. Yeah, Wouldn't they piss blood too? Because they'd have, they're drinking so much of it, they'd have to piss blood too. Well, they piss out the water from the blood, but there's still a bunch of proteins and there's All no right. way your kidneys are going to process like hemoglobin and shit. I don't know, <laughs> vampires, I don't know what a vampire's body does. I, I don't know the physiology of vampires either, but I know human physiology. And uh, pretty. I, I don't know. Perhaps your body, your kidneys could process hemoglobin, but some of that shit's going to have to go through your intestines. That's true. That's true. (laughs) All right. I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah, Uh, why not? (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for sending in your questions here for us to answer and talk about and discuss. Thank you to Levke. Thank you to Lawrence Witt. Thank you to Nicholas Baldwin for those questions. We appreciate it. Um, um, uh, And if you want to take part in this uh uh situation in this show matt how do they do that you head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 and join us at the five dollar and above level and you can send in whatever you want us to talk about and uh we do it every week for you guys and then uh thank you so much for everybody that supports us over there you can follow me anywhere at matt nost and uh check out the show on twitter at top 10 show instagram and youtube it is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10 yeah, definitely follow all all those things on social media for God's sakes, and definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram, and the Outlaw Nation on Twitch. Now, I've been doing that for seven days straight. I am now an affiliate, so come aboard. If you uh, don't know that I'm on Twitch, come aboard and watch me do stupid shit on Twitch. All right, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks to all the questions again. Thanks for being a patron of the show, and we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of Topic. Thunder.